Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep dive everything Vanderpump Rules. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. Welcome back. It's all happening, you guys. We're kicking off season 11. You'll be listening to this while we're at Jax's in Studio City for the premiere party of episode one, season 11. Yes. So um, we didn't mention on part one, we should, for all of you new listeners, thank you for joining us. We are the longest Vanderpump Rules podcast out there. (laughs) Um, But if you are not following us on Instagram, you can see lots of Fun content over there. It's Vanderpump Rules Party on Instagram. Uh, On Patreon, which is only $3 a month, there's a lot of bonus content, extra episodes, um, insider exclusives that we'll do over there, and including we'll talk about the party over there. Um, So join us there. Just go to patreon.com slash Vanderpump Rules Party. If you have any trouble, Patreon for the first time can be a little confusing. And sometimes people are like, we can't find you. Um, I've experienced that with other podcasts myself. Just let us know. We can help send you the link or something. You can email us at VanderpumpRulesParty at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram. And we also have a great Facebook group. It's a private closed Facebook group for everyone that just loves Vanderpump, but maybe they don't have people in their regular life that do. So they come into our group and we have a great community to share info and everybody like participates and like, oh, I was here and I saw this person or I talked to Peter or I went to this show. Um, so you can get a lot of insider stuff there too. And I would, yeah, I would say our podcast and our group is much like Vanderpump rules. You know how they always say like the reason why we're so successful and our show is so amazing is we're all really friends in real life. Organically. Yeah. And that's how, honestly, that's how our community is too. come join us. Like it's so much fun. Uh, we answer every message, every DM, and if some of you are like, no, they don't, like, DM us again. Maybe we missed it. Like, we try to message back everyone who messages us, and we really appreciate interacting with you guys during this whole season, the process. Yeah, sometimes it gets stuck over in that other box or requests, so sometimes we forget to check those, but I'm trying to make a mental note to do that. But yeah, we actually do become friends, because now it's to the point where if Holly can't go somewhere, but I feel like we really need to cover it, like I can go by myself, but now there's such a nice community. I would be like, Hey, so-and-so, do you want to go to this? Cause it's like near where they live or whatnot. And, um, if you guys are ever any of those folks that want to go to something, but you don't have anyone to go with, um, you can absolutely go by yourself. I've gone to plenty of things like that. By I, lo- myself, I, I love going by myself. <laughs> reach out because if you, if, Maybe one of us would go with you or meet you there. And if not, someone in the community, you'll probably, no matter what city you're at, um, there's probably someone that would meet you there and they're in the same boat. Like, nobody else watches this, but I really want to go, but I don't want to go by myself. Like, that's a great place to link up. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, and if you want to leave us five stars on iTunes and Spotify and wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. Yes. 
Um, we also do a lot of giveaways. We try to support their cast and their endeavors and often do giveaways both here on the regular podcast and in our Patreon podcast um, and at our premiere events like where we're at today at Jax's. And we also have a TikTok, too. That's like a trillion things for you guys to follow. But there's a couple of things I can't do on there until we hit 10,000 followers. And since we haven't really been shouting that out, we're at 453. So we need to amp that up a bit. We've got tons of views, but I need to get my followers up over there. Oh, so they just go TikTok Vanderpump Rules Party? Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool. That's it. All right. So we pick back up. Um, and you guys, we're always covering Vanderpump year-round, so even off-season, we are covering everything that happens because there's a lot that happens. And sometimes we get intel or we're at these secret places with these people, you know, just keep watching. Yeah. Um, but we, we always start every episode. Let's say if we're even covering Beverly Hills or Southern Charm on the off-season, pretty much always at the beginning of every episode we do, regardless of what the main title is going to be, we're always going to open and start with anything that's been happening, Vanderpump. So even if you don't watch like Southern Charm and it says, Oh, here's our Southern Charm episode, check it out. Cause the first five or 10 or 15 minutes, it's probably going to be about Vanderpump. And yeah, then we, we get into the show. Yeah. We pretty much do like a social media roundup in the beginning and then jump into whatever we're doing. Yeah. Okay. So those are the the rules for the new guys. That's there you go. right. Okay, so back to the show. We did part one, the seven-minute trailer, and now we are in the full episode. And we start uh, picking up. Yes, we start with Lala. We're checking in with Lala now. and um, Shows are in Westwood. Now, I thought she was in Santa Monica, and that building doesn't really look like Westwood. Yeah, um... Uh, that is a mystery that we will work on. Building a mystery. Um, and Easton, her brother, lives in the same complex. But, like, Lala said her whole family's on payroll. Like, I know she pays her mom to be Ocean's co-parent. She pays her brother to be on the podcast. But, like, does she pay all of his rent? Because, like, doing a one-hour podcast, one-third of a team doesn't – like, I want that job. <laughs> Well, I'm sure he's doing much more than that too, you know, like with, with helping out and stuff. I, I would, um, and like knowing where Lala lived before, before she uh, moved in with Randall, that rent is not cheap. It is not cheap at all where she is. And so yeah, two apartments, eek, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, she said, cause I was, they were playing old episodes that he paid, her rent there or half her rent there, but she, you know, she could afford that place on her own, the place in what's Park La Brea. In yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Um, it's, it's expensive though. It's expensive. So, and where she lives now it's West side. It's going to be expensive. Um, so no matter if, you know, I assume he just has like a studio or a one bedroom, that's going to be several thousand dollars a month. Oh, I would at, hope. at least like when I was yeah. in, when I was in downtown LA along when in my thirties, a studio was 3,300. Um, I had a two bedroom that legit was like 5,600. Like it's insane. Yeah. Well, I had rent control in Santa Monica, so, but this is not a rent control place. This is a new building that they live in. You can tell it's nice. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so she's talking about how, um, 
Ocean jumps into the ball pit to hide from getting her diaper changed and stuff. And you know what I was thinking about? Because this happened to me once putting the, the kid that, the, the member of the diaper explosion. Yes, incident yes. And, uh-huh. and then I was carrying the kid into the bathtub, but then I saw all the toys in the bathtub. I'm like, I'm going to have to scrub and decontaminate every single toy if I put the kid in with this. So I'm trying to hold the kid while scoop out the toys so I only have to clean. I just thought about, they said, when they want to change your diaper, she hides in there. And I'm like, what if the diaper is exploding? They're going to have to clean and disinfect every single ball in that pit. That is why it's like one of my, the ball pit is one of my biggest fears for like germs. And like, I, I, like, I remember one time Ronnie or Daisy went into one and I went in with them because they like were sinking or something. And I'm pretty sure it was like slobber that got on my leg from a ball, but like, I I almost threw up. Like that is so gross. Like slobber, snot, poop. Like I can't. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, I was watching. I think it was on Potomac last night. Um, the ladies went into you know a salt room, but it's like the whole floor is covered. Yes, in, like, I've seen so, that. But they asked the you know they're like okay, hey lady, here's some socks to put on. And my first thought was oh, socks and like a blanket and they're in their leggings. I'm like I would want all of my skin exposed to get those salt waves right and then i thought oh they must have to put on socks for like cleanliness because if you think about it if everyone's going in there barefoot like their skin cells are all mixed in the salt (laughs) yeah i saw what i saw um a post on my facebook that one of my friends went to one like their whole family was sick and so, you know, they go in there to, like, clear their cold. But they were all – there was, like, sand toys in there. And the kids were, like, playing with the sand toys. And, like, oh. everyone's, like, sitting in there. And I was just, like – I How do you th- clean that? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, I – like, you know, when I worked at a restaurant, like, the way that the hostesses would, like, clean the menus, it wasn't sufficient and it wasn't <laughs> clean. So I was just, like, Ugh. Like, is someone really being tedious with that or No. At least they tried to clean them on, like, sir's menus, which are, like, covered in, like, sticky jam. And <laughs> If you pick up a sir menu, you are not putting it down because it's stuck to your fingers. It's so oh, gross. I can – I can – when you say that, like, I get such a visual of how it was that I, I can barely handle it. <laughs> and the chairs. And somewhere else we went, too. Like, they just had it printed on a piece of paper, and that was all janky, too. It was, like – Yeah. It was, like, stained and crinkled and – it might have been Sir and they moved on to the crinkly paper, but remember then they had like the white covered chairs were all stained and dingy and dirty. It's like come on guys. Yeah, people Stop. must eat very messy there. I don't I don't know. <laughs> um Okay. So she's talking about her delayed heartbreak. Basically, she's been dealing with custody. She hasn't had time to process her emotions from her breakup, which, let's face it, was like three years ago now. Um, in part of me, because I know she was disappointed that um, the last season wasn't about her and her breakup and what she's had to go through, um, that part of me feels like she's trying to get it, you know, like, it's my turn now, and like, you know, get the attention and the airtime. But I feel like the moment has passed a little bit. Well, I feel, yes, I totally agree that she thought, I'm sure at the time, you know, like something that would kind of soften the blow of like that heartbreak that she went through was like, well, I have like an amazing storyline. And then to get that snuffed out because it just wasn't as people didn't react the same way as they did to Ariana. I'm sure that's hard. Now, I think 
they are pushing this because it's such an interesting angle to have her be jealous of Ariana's attention. And I actually love this storyline. I think it's going to be yeah so interesting. But um, And leading up to it, like, I, I don't know. I, I definitely got... I don't well, want to say I got emotional during this part, but I get what she's saying. I don't know. She did a podcast with Stassi last year, which was very interesting and, and really good points because neither one of them got the Ariana treatment, even though technically like Stassi did nothing wrong. She was flat out cheated on, but because she is like a polarizing character and like part villain, part not, she just didn't get the empathy. Like Ariana's never been like a villain or if she was like, she actually should have been a villain when she first came on and got with Tom so quickly, but she never was because people hated Kristen so much because of what Kristen did with Jax that even though Ariana probably should have gotten some of the, Oh, here's the new mistress girl. She never did get that. So it was very different that even Stassi who Stassi technically did absolutely nothing wrong. You yeah, know, but she never got that treatment. Yeah, um, Lala's is different because Lala was a mistress, and so certainly Lala and Ariana should be different. Or you know, but it's it's just interesting to hear them talk about that. Also, she mentions here that you know, along with processing everything that's going on, is like she's crying a lot. Um, which we've heard her say multiple times talking about this season that she cries the whole season. So I thought it's interesting. She's already bringing it up here in episode one. Um, Did you notice the the music in the, I don't know if it was here or later in the episode. She's doing like a confessional and she's like, it's very hard for me. And I'm, you know, she's talking about what she's upset about. and But in the background, it's like this orchestra violin music. It reminded me of like, a Vietnam movie and they're doing it like in slow motion. And then there's like the violin playing in the orchestra. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. As she's like talking upset. I'm like, this is a little dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a war movie soundtrack. <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah, she says she needs to go through the emotions. She's talking about the custody that Randall won't give her full custody because he doesn't want Ocean on VPR. I don't even think that's true. Um, I think, yes, what Lala's saying is true. He doesn't want her on VPR because he wants, it's a power and control tactic. Like it is with these husbands. Yeah. He stories the shit. Uh, hey, if he didn't want Ocean's face out there and to be a victim of like, the polarizing characters of Randall and Lala. I get it. But the, he fucking stories Ocean every chance he it's, gets. Yeah, it's 100% control. And yeah. and in that, like, I get why Lala is fighting so hard. Like, I would do that, too. Um, I'm sure it's not easy yeah. what, what she's up against. He doesn't care about education or health control. It's like, well, those are the kind of most important things. Yeah. Mm. I um how many pages of notes did you take for this? I I took 12. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm not that bad. <laughs> well, I have wait, we have part 1, which I guess is just 2, and now I have 4. Now I'm half of you. Wow. <laughs> That's a change. Yeah. Well, I I go full out for Vanderpump rules. Like I don't mess around, you know. Did, did you print though? Uh, no, I hand wrote everything. Oh, oh, well, if we're going to talk like 
tablet notebook, oh, then it's like a lot. Well, it's lined paper, like like you know, like in school, like three ring lined paper. Well, that's right, how I because normally I'll do it on my phone or on my laptop while I'm watching the show. But since we got to see the screener on our laptops, I had to use a notebook. And, and I've like, been having a really hard time with that thing. Like I could not view in Vegas, so I had to come home like and get get going. It's very well, probably bizarre because the url like it was our maybe yeah yeah or yeah or it's like the um i have to be very specific with the browser i'm using yeah so so anyways okay Okay. well i guess that's it and we go over to um james and schwartz yeah james meets up with schwartz and uh they spaz over candles and they say it smells like citrus pussy yeah, and he gives him a new plant for his home. <laughs> uh, he also, uh, Schwartz mentions that it's the first time that he's worn the Schwartz and Sandy's hat in person because, you know, he just has, he gets nervous that he's going to get booed or yelled at with it on. I'm a little bummed because, you guys, we gave like four of those hats away. I actually liked them. I know. I, I have that in my notes, too. I was like, out of every... Like, I still like it even when it's being filmed right here. I think it's cute. Um, and the it's other... Like velvet. The green one's cute. And the other the other night when we were at Schwartz and Sandy's, um, in their case, like, they have, they have more cute merch that is not selling. And they have Barbies of themselves that look just like them. Uh, really playing into the lightning bolt character. Like they're literally in the case. I, I can post those in our Facebook group. It's kind of funny. Mm. And uh, yeah, but so I, Schwartz, I don't blame him. Schwartz says he and Sandoval, like the biggest fight they ever got in their life was over the name of the bar. And obviously Sandoval won cause he's a bulldozer. And so Schwartz is like, well, when you do something like that, you really have to hold yourself to a higher standard obviously so clearly sandoval did not so it's like i mean the bar already would have been targeted and but like probably not as bad with if sandoval's name wasn't on it you know if they just called it cheers or something right i don't think it would have gotten quite as bad as what they experienced but it still would have gotten some you know Rotten tomatoes thrown at it. So if you don't know what happened during Scandival, uh, people left like crazy Yelp reviews. They went in there and, you know, they were like writing things in the bathroom, being mean to staff. Like they definitely. Making reservations and then not um, showing up. So that you, it turned into you had to put a credit card down. And a cancellation window, like twenty four hours or something, because um, they ha- and you'll you'll see that with like really high end restaurants that are hard to get into, but not with a Schwartz and Sandy's. But they had to implement that because everyone was just making reservations and then not showing up, therefore you know really screwing their business over. And and Schwartz kind of says like it became like a very toxic environment there and. To that, I just say, like, that was all the product of what Sandoval did. And, like, they, it was bizarre because in, like, multiple areas of Sandoval's life, they, everyone seemed, like, kind of surprised by that, that, that he was going to have to kind of be held accountable for what he did. Like, it, like, they thought that they could just be like, it's a show, who cares? Well, like, that staff left, like, Sandoval just thought, 
Maybe because his band was so damn loyal. It's like, why wouldn't his band be loyal? They're they're paid to do everything. But, you know, but the, even the staff at Schwartz and Sandy's left. And I'm like, it was kind of a bummer because we had, like, a great server we worked with. We had the, the busboy that we really liked. The uh, manager, Brett, was awesome. But, yeah, I mean, they didn't want to be persecuted and uh, attached to that situation either. Also, and make no money. Uh, um, if you heard our last podcast, I just read uh, their Instagram post about them hosting a viewing party tomorrow night or tonight, I guess, when you'll hear, hear this. And it's just it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out and how we're all going to feel about Sandoval, you know, into episode one, two, three. You know, it'll if, are we going to change our minds about him? Like what's how are we all going to feel? Yeah. And the fact that Sandoval like so he tells apologizes to Schwartz saying yeah I did use you as a shield to cover up for you know his own affair but it's like just the fact that he also did all that shit to Schwartz when Schwartz was going through his dad's health issues his brother having cancer his divorce Schwartz having to sell his house like you're just such a shitty friend Sandoval like have some fucking grace for your buddy and he still like stands on a pillar claiming that he's a great friend to everyone yeah. Like I think I think that's the like you can't if you do something shitty, you can't call back to that you were a great friend for so many years. Like you have to like stop and say I totally messed up. Like please let me earn your trust back. Like that has to be said. Like all of the your past like quote unquote, you know, being like a good friend, it it doesn't count anymore. Like it just got snuffed out. So that's where I get confused with James because James is like he never once reached out or apologized. But then, you know, we know that James has a, a boys' night out with, because it's going to be the transition into the valley. There's a boys' night with James, both Toms and Jacks. And it's like, and then we see this beach scene that they show in the previews. It's like, the, the line is here. Sandoval, you stay over here. Ariana, over here. Like, well, James, which is it? Is he a hideous, shirtless asshole but you're still hanging out with him so why like i'm confused yeah um i did like um james's little advice to schwartz though being like you're you're the best tom and you're the best version of yourself when you're just tom not tom tom i'm like i concur i um i saw someone made a bingo card you know for for this uh episode um, maybe we should make one quickly for tomorrow night too. That'd be really funny to put on the table. Um, but, but some of the things on there were like, Lisa takes a sip of tea. Um, oh. um, wait, shoot. There was something else that was funny too. Oh, talking about being sober. Uh, just like all the things that we could put that we could probably make a really funny one. But, um, what did you think about, uh, James saying that he's only been drinking Fiji water and Red Bull? <laughs> uh i thought that was funny and then um and why not essentia or evian and like red bull that's gonna give you a heart attack <laughs> but it's probably better than him getting wasted i still love a sugar-free red bull like mm, it hits i know it's bad for you though but i can't help it mm. um and he says that he's california sober he smokes weed all day, wakes up, smokes weed, goes to the gym, smokes weed, has coffee, smokes weed, all the way through. 
I thought like weed makes you tired and lazy and like relax. There's different kinds. Oh yeah, the sativa versus the indica. Or I mean, when I was smoking weed more, um, like you can, it's fun because you can go to the little dispensary and you tell them what like what you want, and the, like there's like energizing weed. There's this. There's like there's all these different little things. It's kind of fun. Yeah, especially in the told, little pens, you know. I told Julia she wasn't allowed to. I think it's is it the indica that's like the downer. I'm like, you're not allowed to have the combination of Jack Daniels and indica because she gets all like angry and mean. Ooh. And like her daughter, Lauren says it. Like we all say it. We're like, no, we don't like it. You're not allowed to drink those things. Drink it. that combination. First of all, no Jack, but that combination is not allowed or you can be by yourself. So go have fun. But it's like a real bad combo. Maybe because they're both downers, so it's like a double downer. It's so funny how, be- yeah, how, like some combinations for people, it just brings out those those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, next, we have Sheena and Ariana having a spa day. Do you want to go get a, mas- like a couple's massage? Um, no. <laughs> and I don't want to talk through the whole damn massage. <laughs> Um, and I don't want cameras on me either. I have made the mistake of talking to my masseuse and it really does ruin it because I'm trying to carry the conversation and be fun instead of focusing on relaxing, which is why I went. So I have, I've definitely learned my lesson to just like, even though it's really hard for me to like, if they ask me something, if they're like, is that pressure? Okay. I want to be like, yeah, it's great. So you know, like, I want to like continue talking, but I just make myself be quiet. No, I'm very disciplined. I'm like, I'm one word, minimal answer only. Yes. I really discourage that. It's just like talking to someone on a plane. I don't engage in eye contact. And then I make, I make it look really difficult taking my headphones off and then going, I'm sorry, huh? What? I, I didn't catch that. And then I put my headphones in. If they say something again, I do it again really slow and be like, hold on, hold on. I'm like, what was that? So I make it very inconvenient. And it really works. It, it's Good fences make good neighbors. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and like it, it's all about like what vibe you want in that moment. You know, like if you, you do that, if you want it quiet, if you want to talk, you talk, you know. Yeah, I mean, and also they do that during facials too. And you're like, how do you expect me to answer when you're like working on my face? Oh my gosh, I went to <laughs> I went to Burke Williams with some of my friends that don't go to Burke Williams, so they don't know, you know, like the etiquette. Do they and eat an apple? No, but they they talked through their facial, and yeah. Um, yeah, and it ended up not being great because they were stressed out from talking. And it's like you you know you got to just the yeah. the the people know how to like you don't talk, they don't talk, right. Exactly. I wish we could get that. The only place that doesn't work is the hair salon. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, shit. What's my next question? Next topic. Next. Ah, I'm out. I'm out of topics. I was thinking about that like the other day. Like I had such a relationship with my my eyelash girl because I would go like every two weeks or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And um, like I wonder where she is now. Like she knew all about Vanderpump rules. Um, she, you know, sent me off to Kentucky with my lashes. Like we, we went through it and she knew all about Ronnie's competitions and like all, you know, so I'm like, I wonder if she wonders where I am, you know, same with like any of my trainers. I always like use them as like my therapist. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 
No, but then you're well. I guess it's good. Then you have to be accountable towards them because, like, they're it's personal now. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be accountable to anybody. <laughs> yeah, it, re- it that the accountability really works for me. Like, I yeah, if I have someone that's like waiting for me for anything, like I will be there. Yeah, well, and that's why I don't want to do it. Because yeah, yeah, I would be the same way. Like, yes. Oh. Um. Okay, so we're talking, they're talking, Sheena's talking about her anxiety and it, how it has catapulted since Scandival. It's like her OCD mixed with anxiety. And so she's on Zoloft to try and like moderate that. And Ariana's asking her how, um, how that's going. You know what? I, I came to this conclusion that it's, it's an angle that she hasn't openly talked about, but I kind of now think that's part of it, but maybe she hasn't said it out loud because she doesn't really want to bring that energy. But Raquel said something that made me have these thoughts in part of Sheena's, you guys don't know how hard this has been on me type of thing. Uh I got to give her some grace on the TRO because you know, it, in our brains, we're like, well, it was dismissed, you know, what but at the time, if she thought it could go permanent, the the pressure of how that could affect custody of su- Summer, like, let's say her and Brock split up, he could use that against her. Or they're not broken up, but if she gets something like that for violence, and then Raquel brought up you know, and Brock has his situation of, you know, whether he was cleared and that was all cleared up, it's still out there, right? People still talk about it. So now you have both parent having something scary, um, you know, in their thing. And was she fearful of that, you know, possibly affecting custody of Summer? You know what I mean? Like you're, totally. you're faced with the chance Absol- of losing your child. Absolutely. Coupled with the fact that something truly happened. It, it's, yeah. it was not a made up thing. It was not false. It was, you know, like something happened mm-hmm. and, you know, it's scary when someone else gets to interpret what that was. And just yeah. that unknown of a story being told that isn't exactly how it happened or like, regardless, Sheena got put into that situation by an action that, like, I'm sure that she's not proud of, that Raquel's not proud of, and I don't think either one of them were expecting it to kind of snowball into something so big and out of their control. And the problem is, is once you bring something to that level, yeah, it's literally out of their hands now. Like, it, Raquel, it sounded like she was trying to stop it, but it was, like, Sheena was right when she, she had to follow through with that for her own peace of mind. And... Yeah, that no, had you, to. You do not leave a one percent chance. No, yeah. and yeah, you and especially you know she's lucky enough that she was able to have legal representation and all of that to help her through that because it's a very scary process and yeah, I, I wouldn't leave that. Yeah. I, I would have done what Sheena did. I wasn't even thinking about it as far as like, of course, it's going to affect your career because that's a liability and production needs to get extra insurance on you. But I wasn't even thinking about like potential custodial issues of your child like oof that's probably what really helped skyrocket her stress and yeah you know anxiety more than like she had experienced before so I think as we find out she doesn't stay on the Zoloft I think I've heard her talk about 
think she tried the microdosing therapy, but right now she's working, she's doing the ESMR. ASMR? Uh-huh. ESMR. Is that uh-huh. what it's called? Yes. I get all these acronyms confused. Um, from what I've heard her say, that seems to be doing the most for her. Interesting. More than like the, the prescribed drugs and stuff. So huh. anyways, best of luck with that. And then Ariana's talking about meeting. She explains that she met Dan 10 days after the breakup. It, there is some red flags. Obviously, we've all seen Dan enough. He seems like an amazing guy. But didn't at some point, a lot of people think Sandoval was. It's a little alarming that he's also a bartender and a trainer. Mm-hmm. And that they met 10 days after the breakup. It's a little alarming. But they seem to be great. Yeah, I, I I kind of wished in that moment that they would have gone a little further, like or or said something like, "We met ten days after, and like really enjoyed getting to know each other." You know, like kind of giving us like a timeline of like, "Look, like this courtship happened that we didn't see, and now this is what it is." But um, they're really painting a yeah a red flag picture for us of going like, "Huh." Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, you guys stay tuned to Patreon because um, I thought of like a little idea that I want to do probably after our premiere party, but I really want to do Ariana's journey after Scandival hit and the appearances that she made, the things that she did um, just cause I think that's going to be a big part of it for what we're going to see and what the cast is starting to get upset about. But the the schedule that that girl has had since this happened is so unbelievable that we have to map it out and really lay it out in black and white. I think it will be really interesting to see all the sponsors, all her comedy night that she did days after this broke. The, hus- the hustle. The hustle. And well, we need to say comedy with quotations around it. <laughs> I mean, th- again, let's we'll save that for Patreon because, yeah, I feel like we need to crack that open again. Sure, and no, no fault of Ariana's. It has nothing to do with her. No, she was a supportive friend for sure. Yeah. And I just like would like to say that that show was very lucky that she was even sitting there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was um, definitely the highlight of it. All right, let's let's take a minute here. Let's talk about our sponsor apostrophe we've all had bad days feeling down whether it's about your health and fitness journey maybe you have some conflicts in your relationships or at work even a bad hair day or a face breakout especially a face breakout on an important day anyways we all know it's easy to focus on the negative but it's important to remember to take care of yourself one of the best forms of self-love is taking care of your skin so you can feel good on the inside and on the outside. That's why we're excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin, whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring. Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. So Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. You simply fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history 
Then you snap a few selfies and a dermatology provider will create a customized treatment plan just for you. Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne and even back chest or butt acne. Treat breakouts from head to toe. Um, Both Holly and I have done this and found the online consultation um, very simple and convenient and customized because you are literally sending in selfies of your own um, face. So I personally loved my experience working with Apostrophe to help my achieve my skin goals. They made it very convenient to consult with an expert dermatologist and find out what would best suit my specific skin. Yeah, I loved getting my package as well. Um, I'm like big into like unboxings. First of all, I love getting mail. It's so exciting. But I loved unboxing um and they had like oh, there was the cutest postcards and stickers and the prescription bottles cute like i just appreciate the extra detail i appreciate it not having to search for a doctor like i just don't go to the doctor because the work involved in finding a doctor often waiting weeks or months for an appointment <clears throat> driving to the appointment waiting for the doctor to come into the little room you're taking off work and then, and then you are also paying for it, right? It's either your copay or your deductible, whatever it is. So apostrophe just keeps it simple, giving you online access to an expert team to guide you in the right direction and match you with the best skin solutions tailored to your skin. So right now we have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash pumpers when you use our code PUMPERS, that's a savings of $15, and this code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com, that's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E.com slash PUMPERS, and click Get Started. Then use code PUMPERS to sign up, and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you. So Ariana starts talking about Schwartz. Sheena's like, what's your relationship with Schwartz Um, right now? And she basically hates him. And rightfully so. She said she saw him on Watch What Happens Live telling people that they should go give Sandoval a hug. Oh, if you see Sandoval on the street, just, just give him a hug. Say hi. So she was not a fan of that. And so she texted him. And I, I'm going to have to say this is our quote of the week. Ariana texted Schwartz, fuck you, blocking your number, go choke on Sandoval's dirty ass dick. Oh. Um, you know, Schwartz is awesome. Schwartz does not have a lot of backbone or balls the majority of the time. But he's a very kind person. But I'm going to say he deserved it in this moment, not only for what he said on Andy, but what he is saying right now in his confessional is so fucking belittling. He calls Ariana the patron saint of women scorned. She's like ice queen with exalted status. Um, and basically just saying like, you know, bitter and I don't know. I feel like this is, this is the storyboard setup for the season. They're, they're telling us that they're all feeling this way. They're like, huh? Like she's, 
what's going on? Like, that's very much the vibe of what's happening right now. It's just like, we're celebrating Ariana, but also what the hell is going on? Like, can you imagine if the role was reversed? If Ariana was tre- uh, cheating on Sandoval with Schwartz and Sandoval was upset or bitter, would people be um, calling him like the patron saint of men's scorned? No, they'd no. be coddling him going, oh, the poor baby. He just loved her. And she just did this. To- the carpet was ripped out beneath his, his feet. The poor baby. Like they, he, oh, the double standard is sickening. Yes. And And Schwartz should know better, but it's classic Schwartz. He thinks he's evolved, but he's, he's like one of the worst ones. You know, you know, the stuff when he, he really lets loose and like when he's let loose on Lala, he's let loose on Sheena. Like last year with Lala, he insulted her, right? Like go suck a a dick for another Range Rover. He called Sheena that, you know, like he can get, people think Katie's nasty, but he can go way below the belt, way more than Katie. Yes. He oh. just covers it up with his, ah, oh, shucks. You guys, he's just a better actor. Yeah. Oh, so so when um, I was in Las Vegas this weekend and the Vanderpump Rules, you know, reruns were playing and it was the episode. Oh, gosh, I wanted to put these clips up so bad. Um, it's when the, um, they did the prank on Sandoval Randall. with the police, with Randall. Yes. And the way, you know, like he goes off at Katie and Ariana too. Like both of them are standing up for you know, what they think is right. And the thing, Schwartz just absolutely loses his marbles. Yeah, I remember that. We, I, I'm going to I'm gonna record that and we'll put that up because it's just like, oh. Yeah, he gets mean. He does. Um, really quickly, I just want to go back to the, the Sheena conversation at the spa. What did you think about her mentioning, you know, she's talking about her anxiety and OCD that was just, you know, absolutely magnified with this whole scandal thing, which I totally get. I think all of us remember how we were, we were like, I was mm-hmm. shaking and I wasn't even in it. Um, we were though. We were, yeah, <laughs> really. We were there for literally everything. But, um, what did you think about her bringing up the fact that she's like, could Brock do something with Lala? Yeah. Now this is something uh, like, I feel not that like my eyes were open, but it was such a satisfying moment when Raquel mentioned on her podcast that production absolutely watches, you know, the message boards. That's an old phrase. It's not message boards, but they watch the, <laughs> the internet for, you know, it's they, like people say bloggers. It's like, yeah. who's a blogger anymore? <laughs> like, remember, like, delisted and Perez Hilton? I lived yeah. on that shit, dude. But, anyways, um, I. I just like that that phrase that she said that they they watch what everyone is saying 100% that has been that was a big rumor that was hitting back in the day about Lala and Brock and I remember we used to be like Lala and Brock like give me a break everyone's like uh oh Lala bought a house next to Sheena like what's gonna happen now she you know Lala and Brock and I was like give me a break but it's funny that she just kind of brought that up right there I don't know I just I just took note of that I was like huh we're bringing that up, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's very. But um, I mean, although based on Lala going off on Brock last reunion, on basically she's like they're a throuple now, and she just just gushed over how amazing Brock was. I guess it could be like hmm, something to think about. You know, based on your whole world being shook that you never thought this would happen, maybe Sheena's just being like, could it? 
could it? Because anything could happen, right? It, anything could happen. Yeah, it's. It, I don't yeah. blame like the the viewers for saying that because they're they're yeah. planting the seeds a little. Um, but I I do love that the the choke on a dirty ass dick comment. <laughs> that that made me happy. Okay, so now. Um, we're going to Tom Tom because James is going to do a DJ event there in the same shirt that he is wearing at Bungalow a couple weeks ago when yes. Holly and I went to see him shout and pump his fist, pump Dina, and he also had his little backpack. Yeah, the same backpack. Yeah, <laughs> and it was also free. <laughs> we didn't have to pay. Yeah. So yeah, sir, what they're now charging? You said twenty dollars. Yes, $20. And for a while, that option, like, got shut off very quickly. Like, you know, leading us to believe, like, they sold so many tickets, like, that was cut off. And then you could only get tickets for, like, the table, which was, like, I think uh, eight fifty or something. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, like that catastrophe when you were in the line around the block. Yes. And that, that douchey... What's his role? He's like manager of something, but he was trying to sell it. I'll sell you my own personal table for 500 500- I'm like, who is paying $500 for a table at Sir? He was just such a slime ball. Like, and I stand by that. I really want to know what Peter thinks of him. Me too. I also, yeah, I, I, I am due for a Peter check-in. Like, I would like to see Peter again. I mean, he I don't know if had... he, w- I don't know if he would like to see us, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess it, it if things if they things die down, we can always pop in at Sir. Yeah. So next we go over to Lala, and she is telling Sheena that she she likes to contour dark AF, super dark, um, to create the Ozempic look. And Sheena tells us that people keep asking her if she's on Ozempic, and she says no, just Scandaval, stress. I mean, she has gotten very thin. She really has. So, where you can really see it in her face. She always has such, like, kind of a baby face, but it's like now it's like just bones. And I'm not shaming or dissing. I'm just factually speaking. She says it herself how thin she's gotten. Yeah. Which is stress. I wish my stress levels worked that way, but they do not. <laughs> yeah. But also not to be unhealthy. But I think she's healthy. She works out and. She, she, she looks. She's she, eating those factory meals every day. <laughs> I, she looks great. It's just it's a it's you know. Uh, also, we saw her right after she had summer. She had to film, which was like difficult. And I think she's just hit her stride with you know her body right now for sure. Yeah. Um. Next, we go to Ariana FaceTiming in her bedroom, and she's talking to Dan, and. Uh, you know, she's saying I have to go to Tom Tom, and I don't know how I'm feeling about this. Um, this had to be really hard. I I can't imagine stepping back into that. Just, same chair, same. View. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess at least she knew that like Sandoval's in New Zealand, so he probably wasn't going to be there. Yeah. But Schwartz was, and so she was like. I mean, this was a fun scene, too. Like, hi, hi Ariana. And she just completely ignores him. I, I loved it. Yeah, that was fun. Just because, like, 
not only was it funny that he ignored her, but, like, he's so socially awkward anyways that he was trying to, like, break the ice. And when it didn't break, you could see the panic in his eyes. And it was just kind of a satisfying <laughs> little scene. Totally. And then he tries again. So when Jesse Montana sits down, he's like, hey, Jesse, hey, what can I get you to drink? And he's like, Ariana, it's really good to see you. And then he realizes, like, he panics too much. He's like, oh, I mean, it's really good to see you too, Jesse. Like, I don't think Jesse was offended that, like, he didn't use the exact same words. Like, I think he got the gist when you offered him a drink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? But he, he, got, he just got nervous and tongue-tied. And Ariana ignored him again, which I loved. And then he went over to a bartender and asked for a hug, much like his Watch What Happens live comment. <laughs> the guy's like hurling the guy, himself over the bar. The guy's like, okay, I didn't know this was in my job description, but I guess. Right. Is this harassment? Yeah. He's like, now I'm required yeah. to give hugs? Huh. Yeah. What if it was like me or you? Hmm. Yeah. That's... Well, and a lot of those uh, folks that work at TomTom are gay, so, it, you know, that's... Have you, have you seen, I, I saved a TikTok for you. I was going to post it like on our, um, on our TikTok or our, um, Instagram, like as a story, but I was like, no one's going to get this unless they really know us. But it was like, um, it's like, there's a theory out there that like the best friends don't hug, you know, like they, they do like mm-hmm. stats of like how long people have been friends that don't hug. And it's like the non-huggers that are the friends the longest. And I think that's true. Well, I always say that when people that I don't hug get mad if they see me hug someone, I go, no, you should take it as a badge of honor, a compliment. I go, I hug people that are acquaintances that I don't know very well because I don't want to be rude. You know, like maybe, a, a, like I hate to hug clients, but it's like if they go in for it, you're like, ugh. Right. Because otherwise you don't want to, you know. It's like a social thing. Yeah, absolutely. Or like it'd be, you know, someone's mother. Well, and it's it's also a testament to that they don't know you. Right. Like, right. You know, not, not to be rude, but like if someone doesn't know you, then everyone that does know you is looking at you like, ha ha, you just had to hug. You know, like it's funny. See, my problem with people are like, well, why don't you want to like hug me and show your affection or like that you care? I'm like, well, the same could be said for you. Why don't you want to care about my feelings and that I am uncomfortable? Why, you know, it's kind of like the phone call person versus the text person. Like, you either have to swap. Otherwise, like, I always get bullied, like, well, I can't text. I'm not into text. I'm like, well, why do you get to win? Why do I have to be on the phone with you? Like, I'm willing to be on the phone if you're willing to text and we alternate. Yes. But it's like people, the huggers are the same people that phone callers are. Yes. What about our needs? Exactly. (laughs) Us non-hugging texters. That's right. (laughs) Um. Okay, so then we have Lala telling LVP she's feeling empathy. Now, this is where we see production stepping in because they cannot get Raquel back. So they tried the Graham angle with Lisa. Now they're trying Lala. Like, oh, maybe if she thinks she has an ally. Like, this is... And they they set this up by earlier us being at Lala's house and her, you know, really showing her heart and how what she's gone through and how how this has affected her and how she views the whole scandal thing, setting it up for this whole scene that we're seeing right here, um, which I don't necessarily hate. I, I didn't know how they were going to. I've been concerned 
about how they're going to tell this story. And I have to just say, uh, to me, this episode was a little bit of a slow start for me. They're, they had to set everything up yeah. for how they're going to do this without Raquel. And I understand that that was probably difficult. But as someone who's come off of Scandival, I was definitely waiting for something very satisfying in this episode. And when it was over, I was like, shoot. Like, that wasn't... Not that it wasn't a great first episode, but... Uh, and I felt this way at our premiere, too. I was watching the crowd, and the crowd had really no reaction. Like, Very no, lackluster, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's how I feel about this episode. Now, I don't want anyone to comment and say, they don't even like the show. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I was so anticipated. Like, we've been waiting for this moment, and... Yeah. This episode was a very uh, like there had they had to set the scene, so I'm fine with that. But I'm just pointing it out. So I enjoyed like everything that I did see, but I found myself, and I think part of it is that I wasn't sitting down watching it on my TV like a treat. I yes. Was- having to watch it on my laptop with the big bar that says, do not show this to anyone. Yes. And and then on your laptop where I'm sitting at a desk instead of relaxing on my couch. So part of that was part of it. But I kept looking down at the minutes thinking I was like 40 minutes in and I was 12 minutes in. Yes. Like, oh my God, I have to sit through 40 more minutes. You know what and, I mean? And that happened both times I watched it. I was like, oh my God, I'm and, only a minute 12. And even the the title of the episode, Notes on a Scandal, to me, like what notes did we get exactly? So we learned they're living in two different rooms. We learned that Ariana was shaky going to Tom Tom. We learned that James and Allie got a new house with airplanes buzzing over. Summer can spell her name. Like, there. that's not really, like, I can give you a trillion more notes on Scandival and what happened after that are True. way more interesting. Like, I, I'm just a little concerned with, like, the story that they're setting up. So we're getting to right now pretty much the most interesting part. So Lisa and Lala sit down together, and Lala tells her, you know, that there's something that really stuck out in her mind of the last five minutes of Raquel's sit down. And that was that if she betrayed Tom Sandoval, that she would have no one left that that's once she betrays him, it's over. And Lala says that that really hit her because she knows exactly how she feels. Yeah, this is when they had the violins playing in the background. She's like, I admit I was that home wrecking whore. Now I admit it. You know, and it was like, but hasn't she, hasn't she like for years and years said that she wasn't? Yes. Okay. So, so we have that. So she has come to grips that she actually was. Uh, Yes. So I'm not liking Lala's bang journey in this scene. And the other thing that, that kind of bothered me is that Lisa says to Lala, like, as they're kind of having this heart to heart, she's like, it's kind of crazy that she even had the balls to go against him. Yeah. You know, but it's like what she actually had the balls to do that they're not acknowledging and that they made fun of the whole time was she took herself out of the game and she she was taking care of her mental health. She was taking care of her mental health, which everyone on this show claims to care about. Right. And it's like she she didn't just – she's not – 
she, I mean, I guess you could say she's running away from saying sorry or the cameras or whatever, but like, is she allowed to take a pause to truly protect her mental health or not? Like to me that, that I have a really hard time with that. And I, I, I don't care if it was Sandoval, Raquel, Lala, if anyone, any one of those cast members checked themselves in because they were truly needing help with their mental health. Like, I don't understand how we're even talking about this. Like what, like take care of yourself. Go do that. Like end a story. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, okay. So da, 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 da. So they do a whole flashback. Oh, and then, um, Lisa's like out of everyone, I'm very shocked that the first person to kind of have this feeling is Lala. Now, I'm going to say that word again that I said earlier. The message boards were definitely saying that it was going to be Sheena who was going to break that barrier first with Sandoval or Raquel. Like everyone was saying, oh, Sheena will be the first one to break the ice. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's a pretty big surprise because I think with everything that she went through with her TRO, she's that she's not going to be the first person. So it is a little surprising that it's Lala. Yeah. Well, I think – that's where production was involved and still trying to scramble to get Raquel on the show. And I think it's a very interesting way to bring her up because by doing this and by like doing the performative uh, message, voice message text, you know, like we, we didn't just get to see a screenshot. Like Lala used her voice. It made it a little more interesting. And what else can they do at this point if she doesn't want to film? Yeah, I love that she saw that she read it that fast. Yes. Yeah. Which, like, did she though? Because she's in the facility at this point. Or do you think she was out? I don't know because I've caught her a couple of times. Um, and I. I don't know that, like, I can fault her for this because I probably would have been the same way. But it sounds like her mom and sister and her were very much on top of every single thing that was happening on, like, social media. And And, telling her. Yeah, Yeah. and just, like, about the way she was being portrayed. And to me, that seems like it would be very toxic. Like, here you are, like, trying to, you know, get clarity, clear your mind, and kind of, like, hush out the hate that she's getting. And then you have your mom and sister being like, by the way, today. (laughs) um, That would create so much anxiety. Yes. What's happening now? What's going on? What are they saying? I want to see. I want to read the comments. It would be kind of nice to have, like, a safe place where, like, your mom would say, Raquel, Rachel, like, I'm not going to tell you, like, I want you just to focus on yourself. If anything big happens, like, we will handle it with your legal team or whatever. Like, you don't need to worry about it. But it sounds like they really all worried about it. Leaned into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Katie confronts Sheena about telling her secrets and betraying her confidence about dating and fucking to Schwartz and asks her to like just not do it again and Sheena said she won't <laughs> they, yeah they said that um, it's nice to have like a common enemy bond and I, I do believe that that's true I love having like bonding over an enemy it, it does bring people together um, and Sheena says well I mean look like it's our two best friends like we have to just support them talking about Lala and Ariana yeah 
So this is when Lala exits to the alley, and it's, you know, very dramatic, dramatic shots from uh, the camera crew and dramatic music. She does the voice memo, and it bothered me, too, that she's like, I don't know, like, if you're back in L.A. or not, but if you want to meet up, like, I'd love to have a conversation. They've said multiple times she is in the facility, so can, can't they just acknowledge that she's not here instead right. of, like, you know... Yeah. Uh, yes. Kate, Katie goes to pick up Butters and Gordo. And Schwartz is like, hey, hey, you want to chill for a sec? And Katie's literally like begrudgingly. She's like, she eye rolls and she's like, sure. <laughs> it's like, Wait, really quick, really quick. Just backing up just one more thing on that, on the Tom Tom thing. What did you uh, think about like the last shot. So Ar- so Lala's out there making the phone call and they cut to Ariana in her little jean dress, strapless dress on the table dancing. And again, like everyone has yeah. their cameras out. They're filming her. Um, do you think that, that she was encouraged to jump up on the table and kind of do that? Or do you think she did that on her own? I mean, or maybe the crowd was like, Aria, or maybe they were chanting. Yeah, or maybe maybe her favorite song, maybe he played like Britney Spears and like she was just in the moment and got on the table. Yeah. I just, I... I, So another God moment for Lala to reference. Because in the coming attractions of this episode, she's up on the table, like either up on a table, a stage or something with her arms up and everyone celebrating her like five times. And yeah. and we know, like we we have like the they love they love that. So I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. So so back over to Tom. Sure. <laughs> uh, he's juicing, he's, and he it's it's a it's upsetting butters the noise, and he's like, it's like a ghost having an orgasm. <laughs> he's so weird, and he has pet bugs now. I was confused about that. Um, I need our community to tell me about kava. Have you tried that? Yeah, it's just the Spanish version of Prosecco. It's actually closer to champagne. Are you talking about the drink? I'm talking about the little shot that they took that's, like, supposed to help, like, with anxiety. It's like a a root. I thought she said guava root. No, she said kava, like K-A-V-A. Okay. Well, kava is C-A-V-A if we're referring to the sparkling wine. Yeah, I'm referring to the yeah. other the other little shot. So if anyone has tried that, can you let me know? if Because someone brought that up this weekend at Ronnie's competition. Oh. Um, for the first time ever, she had a little bit of nervousness and anxiety to go on. And um, someone was like, have you tried kava? And they said that also, like, you know, like when cheerleaders have to do, like, their flipping or whatever, their their mm-hmm. crazy things, um, that sometimes they get in their head, they get anxiety, and they can't, like, even though their body has muscle memory of doing that, like, they get anxiety and they get stuck. And yeah. they have said that taking this kava totally removes that little block. So I was, I was like, huh, that's crazy that, like, it, I saw that this weekend and then it oh. was brought up. So you guys let us know. Maybe it helps with anxiety or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And is it safe to give to a kid? <laughs> well, if the cheerleaders are taking it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Google. Um, ask your doctor before doing anything. Yes. 
Well, so why why does he have pet bugs? Was that clear? Was that made clear? No, because she just kind of mentioned she's like, I saw Tom and he has bugs, and Lala's <laughs> like bed bugs. Well, he do, he probably does have bed bugs. Yeah, he probably brought him back from the swamp. That was that actually that was actually kind of funny because that's exactly what I thought too. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, there's no way that he's washing his sheets regularly. <laughs> There is no way. Ew, ew, and I bet he's, ew, I can't. No signs of Joe yet. Joe was a no-show at the premiere party, but I went, maybe Joe's, Joe doesn't seem like she would wash her seats very often either. From what we've seen. I am so excited to see Joe on the, on season 11, because I feel like we've gone on a journey with her, and we've seen her, like, look so different, like, from when we first saw her to, like, what she's evolved into now. And I just, I can't wait to see how she's presented, what everyone thinks. Like, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, she's beautiful. Her Instagram. She's, yeah, she has beautiful eyes. Uh, um, When I saw her at... Tom Sandoval and the most extras event in LA. I was, I, I actually didn't know it was her. I was like, Whoa. Um, just because, because sometimes she dresses so like, um, down casual. And then Tom, Tom, the night the phone fell out of the pocket, she looked her original self, like the quirky, like, I want to say like, like backwards ball cap, beanie, um, like kind of like a flannel shirt. Like, Uh, um, like like Uncle. she's go- like she's going camping, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like like a a real you know like like or she's like a cool girl like watching football with the guys like that you know like like still very pretty but then I saw her glammed out and I was it was just like a like, completely different look but like kind of like alternative camper like kind of Silver Lake, um, what's the Silver Lake and uh. Oh yeah, why can't I think of the? Isn't it like? E- <laughs> yeah, I'm a West Sider. <laughs> Ride till I die. Um, God, Silver Lake and E. Echo it's Park? Like- no. E- no. Uh, shoot, everyone's probably yelling at through the radio right now. Um, I really like Silver Lake, by the way. <laughs> I- um. But, but yeah. Okay. So then we go to girls night and it's Lala, Ariana, Katie, and Sheena. And they're ordering food. And, uh, Lala wants to have just a ranch fest with her fries. Okay. Um, and then they do a little Amazon plug with their sparkle bags. And, uh, who, who says something? They're like, Oh, like, did you, I love your bag. And Katie's like, I have that bag. And they're like, isn't yours Alexander Wang though? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, ours is from Amazon. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Um, Yeah. So then Katie brings up the fact she's like, I saw Tom today and yeah, he has pet bugs. Which, oh, and did you, did you hear what, so so they, after she says that they do a little flashback to, the apartment where he's showing Katie the bugs and he's like, here, look at this one. And she does her. No, like you guys like maybe turn down the sound right now. Cause I'm going to do it. She goes like, no, like kind of like I'm going to rail. Like it was like such a Katie sound that it actually like kind of made me happy. Um, it's just a, cl- a 
a lizard again and he's feeding the bugs to the lizard or something? I don't know. Well, I, I have a fear of lizards. I, I don't, I, I <laughs> So Lala tells Ariana she doesn't even know if she likes her or not. <clears throat> or if she feels like Ariana just tolerates her. Okay, I, this was a real moment, I thought. And I, I kind of liked it because I feel like it's true. She is a tough nut to crack and keeps her walls up and guard up. And also, like, Lala's done a lot of <coughs> back and forth stuff to Sheena that Ariana should have her walls up. Yes. Well, and just with the way she handled Scandival, too, yes, she was going hard at Sandoval, but... You know, the other part of her was she was making a shit ton of money on merch. She was really running her mouth about it. Um, we know that she didn't go over to Ariana's house. She wasn't one of those people that were included in that. So I could definitely have um, see that she's feeling kind of like an outsider. And now with the position that Ariana's in, it's very important that she gets into that group. Because if she is an outsider on this, that's not going to be good for her season. Right. So I thought I thought that was really interesting too. Um so Ariana says like sorry I didn't trust you gives her a hug and says we're going to inner circle our asses off. Um And then it's like but by the way I just called Raquel. <laughs> yeah, she's like this um well and then I thought I thought this was also extremely planned because um they set it up why like Sheena's like I think you guys really like need this moment like you guys needed this and like so then the moment happens where they kind of say like okay like we're going to be friends you're in the inner circle and then Lala intros in and she goes well speaking of that moment I just want to like like that's that was a transition into this and then she's like just to play devil's advocate and it cuts to Ariana and she's like, the devil doesn't need any advocates. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I thought was a great line. Yeah. Has enough. Yeah. And so then she, she tells, um, I Ariana, love this part. yeah, she tells Ariana oh. like, or, or am I, what am I off? No, you're right. That, yeah, that, but I just love her a little confessional part where she's like, talking about lawless hypocrisy she's like you know yes. there was a time when she told all of us if we even looked randall's way we'd be cut off she goes can you imagine if i called randall's mistress and can you imagine lala would freak out i think she would freak out in this moment right now like i i, I don't think that would be acceptable to her and I get that, like, someone had to do this in order to get this this season kicking off. And they picked Lala for it because she has the biggest balls to do it. So, but it's true. It is 100% true. If, she, if Ariana contacted Randall's chick, it would be game on. Yeah, or Randall or any anything related at all. So it's Lala's she pops off with these things without ever thinking like, oh, wait, I've done the same thing. You know what I mean? Like she just never registers for her. But so then they kind of go back and forth. And this is when Lala kind of starts saying that she feels like it's 
the same thing that happened to her. And she kind of understands how Raquel feels. And Katie and Ariana kind of jump down her throat and say, it's not the same. It's actually not the same. There's like different players. And Ariana says like, she did know better. And, you know, brings up some times that Raquel was consoling her, knew they were together. She brings up the fact that she's still sending packages and postcards, which looks like it kind of throws off the girls. And Sheena, then Sheena jumps in and says, she went through a lot too. Um, and Lala kind of stops there and she goes, I know, I know she was like a little sister to you guys. Like, I'm not trying to take away from that. So right there, they're already kind of getting into the drama of how each of them have, you know, scrap in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariana also says that certain people, like, you can't, like open that door up because they'll put their foot in the door and she doesn't want a foot in the door. So I thought that was interesting too. Like she just seems like she's not ready. She's not, she's not doing it. She's not going to do it. And she seems, and I thought she kind of handled it well. Like if one of my friends said that they contacted her and we were sitting at girls night, I would be like, why, why did you do that? Like, that's not cool. And Ariana just kind of said like, I no, I don't like that and and moved on and cheers and said let's have a good summer. Yeah, but like kind of with a cringe expression. Yes, like she wasn't she wasn't happy about it, but she, I mean, I just I just picture and I wish that they would have talked about this a little more. Like, how hard is it to be filming and talking about this again? How you know? I, and she says that she was shaky and stuff at Tom Tom, but. This could not have been easy doing these scenes and everything right here. Yeah. So th- so then we end the episode with, you know, and I was I was watching the clock. I'm like, no, it's ending way too soon. Um, uh, you know, a black SUV pulls up to Tom and Ariana's house, and you see a gaudy tennis shoe get out, and we know it's Sandoval, and he's coming home <laughs> with his suitcase, and he walks up. And it's like the drama of him opening the door, the dark house, no one's there. And he's kind of, you know, nervous. He's looking around. The camera shots are clearly like mounted to the ceiling. And it gave like such a kind of like a big brother feel, you know, where he's, it, mm-hmm. I, I loved it. And he's like, hello. And he goes like, up and shuts his door. And that was the end of se- of episode one. And like, who's he saying hello to if he and Ari- Ariana aren't speaking? Yeah. Well, I, I, I could have met like, and this is the other thing I wish like Ariana kind of got into it, but like someone has to be watching the animals like all the time. Like someone has to be there to feed them. So I could imagine it would be frustrating the amount of people that are having to come into your house to facilitate um, each of you in your own rooms and not talking to each other. Like I'm sure Ariana's friends were there for her. Sandoval had his assistant and his friends and Billy Lee and Kyle for him. So I could, I would imagine I might say hello too, just wondering if someone was there. Yeah. Like Brad? Yeah. Is anyone here? Like, it's kind of weird, like walking yeah. into your house and being like, <laughs> who's, who's on duty right now? You know? I would have liked him to walk in and like Dan is in the kitchen in his underwear, like making a latte for well, dumpling. And, and that's what I'm ex- Like, that's the footage that I'm excited for coming up. Like, or like when it's just Tom and Ariana and they happen to be in the kitchen together, like the looks they give each other, like that's going to be golden. And, like, Dan's making a dumpling latte, but he's, like, 
Yeah, dude, I like carved these espresso beans into the shape of a diamond and they were dipped in like gold dust, like just just like shit that would piss Sandoval yes. off. Yes. Like, dude, why did I think of that? <laughs> and it, oh. and so, so then they kind of show like the coming attractions for the season, which I had seen before. I, I They must have released that somewhere because I've seen that. But it looks it looks freaking good. It looks like there's um, I know they said that Dan didn't film that much, but there it looks like Tom and Ariana were having a fight, and she walks away holding Dan's hand. Um, we see think- the emo night with her on the stage. We see when they got into that fight in San Francisco. I think that's was when Dan and Ariana they left the San Francisco place. Yeah, because they're like fully dressed up and everything. Yeah, in the black. So that it looks really good. Uh, And again, like my only note was that I was slightly disappointed that it it was a little slow in this first episode. But um, I think I think it had to do it like that to set this up. Right. So are, are we going to Tahoe or what? Yeah, I think we need to set that up, get that on the books to go see Wolf. When is it opening? I don't. I don't know. We'll have to look that up and be there for the opening or something. <laughs> or did it for some reason? Why was I thinking December? All right. Well, she's got another Vegas one too. Did she open one in the Flamingo or something? Or is opening one? Yeah. In the Flamingo? I oh, during BravoCon, I literally walked that whole um, casino looking for it, and it was not open yet. And like, yeah. like the boards were still up. I actually really want to go back to Paris because it was booked up the whole BravoCon weekend, but like. I actually want to go back for the drink and the food, which I would never say about a Vanderpump restaurant. Yeah, that's... But I really liked it there. I was just going to say, when is your next Vegas trip planned? Because my I, I've changed my favorite tea now. It's like a different blend of the ones that you got. And, like, I need more. It's so freaking oh. good. Well, I definitely have to be there both in June and in September. But I don't know if I'll be there before that, possibly. Ooh. Well, and I've never been to Tahoe, so I'm dying to go. Like, I, I want to see it. It's the only place I've been to all 50 states. A shit ton of countries. And how, how have we not been there when we love gambling? Like, it has it has nature and gambling. And I think it's gambling kind of like Laughlin. Like, yes. the old school that we like. I, I, I Like, what if it's like our new favorite place? And one that's beautiful. Yeah, that's like I'm dying to see the water and like all of the tree. Like all, I I have to see it. I know, and it's like I want to see it both in winter and in summer. Yes, and now we have like the perfect excuse to to go. It's probably really cheap to fly into Reno. Oh my gosh, it'd be so much fun. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, so you guys, thank you so much. Again, we release episodes after every single episode that airs and any little thing that breaks we will be back with that intel as well and you can also head to our patreon where there is extra content and we so appreciate your support we love doing this and we are so excited for season 11 Woohoo! all right okay back to you soon okay bye bye